genre. It's Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today, it's uh, between episode. We wrapped up Scream, and X-Men starts next week. And so we have, uh, every time we do this, we're going to have this little breather episode where we just sort of, it's just me and Nick. Right. Kind we don't of talk, have a movie to talk about? Talk about the, the miniseries that was. Yeah. So let's talk about the Scream miniseries. How'd that, how'd that go for you? Because... I did the research on this one. You did, yeah. So, so how did that? How did that go for you? Honestly, not the, I. I. I, uh, <laughs> I forgot what the break felt like because now I'm doing X Men stuff. Sure, but uh, yeah, it was nice getting to like sit down every week and hear about like the next chapter. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. I learned a lot, and I thought I already knew a lot. Right. You know? Yeah. Re- rewatching the movies was really cool. Uh, I, I just feel like I took away a lot of what like Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson were like doing with each one. Yeah. And Aaron, you know, or just kind of what I don't know. I really took away like a new appreciation for like um, the journey that like Sid and Dewey and Gale go on. Yeah. And how unique that is in horror. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I just saw somebody. I think it was Jacob Hall from slash film hmm. was uh making the same argument that i made like a couple of episodes ago oh, cool. which was about horror protagonists and how there aren't any mm-hmm. <laughs> um that you don't really follow the protagonist movie to movie and he right. was like the quiet place part two right was like you're following the same family that's true you're not yeah. like going to like here's what they're doing in new york right 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 yeah i but yeah he mentioned scream and he was like scream the conjuring movies sure the lorraine's yeah what the, the lorraine's, lorraine's. <laughs> that's that's funny. Um, like, but you know, what else? Like, there isn't, there really isn't that anything else. And I, and right. it, it really just goes to show like how, how special those movies are. You know? Yeah. You know, I, uh, on my own time, I mentioned this in Scream 4, uh, I was rewatching the Saw movies. Oh, right, right, right. And I watched Spiral the other night. Uh huh. And I think that series really suffers from not appreciating its continuity enough mm-hmm. or that how much of a shit the fans give about any morsel of like continuity yeah and how like crazy and bombastic and you almost don't expect it to make sense yeah but the fun is in the like the effort of it right and it's i don't know like i i i think it is just like yeah horror fandom is just so unique in its Mm -hmm. obsession and fixation on stuff god you know what saw needs you know, or needed, sure. I should say, because I, I think you're right. Because that one, if I'm not mistaken, it'll hold protagonists for a couple of movies, and then like they'll get killed in like a cold open, and yeah. then you move on to new crew. The problem is, is that it the screenwriters 
because again, a track like, oh, these guys were writing them for a while. Mm-hmm. They because the ones that did Spiral did like the last like four Saw movies or something like that. It's right? weird. Well, so the director came back. Oh, it's the director that came. But back. it's the writers of. Remember Jigsaw? Yeah, the old, the supposed to reboot it again. Yeah. So like they don't, they keep fixating on like white male cops. Yeah. Because like spoilers for the Saw movies, um, Jigsaw dies early on. Right. And then the game becomes like, look at all the shit that he did to set up after he died. So the protagonist is now a jigsaw killer, and he's just this like I don't want to be rude, but he's like a bag of grease, uh huh. And he's just like this mopey, like so it's no fun to watch him get away with it, movie after movie. Yeah, when like characters like Amanda, who's like another jigsaw copycat, right, is like such a betch better character. There was a I just saw a really funny meme. It was like a, it was like a version of the the Phantom Menace, or no, the Attack of the Clones. Sure, meme. that meme going around. Yeah, yeah, that sure. meme that's been going around. Uh, the one that Zoomers don't know what it's from. <laughs> Did you see that? You know that really old movie, Attack of the Clones? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. great. Like, I, I think it's from some fantasy movie, but I don't know. Can somebody it tell worked. me where this came from? It worked. From? George Lucas wanted it to look like classical and like yeah. Gone with the Wind. Yeah, and yeah. He pulled it off. Um, so, see. <laughs> So, uh, I, but I saw a really funny version of that meme right, yeah. that was saw related, mm-hmm. and it was Amanda, yeah. and she goes, uh, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue what you started," and he, and then the jigsaw going, going, making people appreciate their lives, right? And she just stares, and he's like, <laughs> making, making people appreciate their lives, right? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like the, the is like yeah, like after jigsaw, no copycat shares his ideology right they're just doing it because they're like like sick sick or like revenge right and like um and what kind of yeah what makes jigsaw like almost like thanos or like any great master is you can kind of see his logic right but it's broken right but yeah i mean i guess like to to go to center back to scream yeah is like Oh, I didn't answer. I didn't finish oh, what I was going to say oh, in terms oh, of like right. what I think it needs. Yes, yes, yes. I I think what that series needed was uh, maybe it is a detective, but they run the whole thing and they're like Jigsaw's Moriarty or like the Sherlock to his Moriarty. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. You can tell they try mm-hmm. on the page. Maybe that's what they're going for. Sure, but like it never hits the way that you would want that. Yeah, idea because to. you don't you don't have any. You're not casting anyone that could possibly be charismatic enough for that. Yeah, yeah. That, as much as like Tobin Bell, right? Because like you know, in, in Spiral, you they finally it, it was weird because they introduced big movie stars for the first time. Yeah. Uh, which kind of Scream did from the jump, which is like new talent. Mm-hmm. But like usually in a Saw movie, a Saw movie is like the biggest thing on their CVs. Yeah. But right. n- now in this new one, you have like Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson. Right, right. And like I was expecting that to really be more entertaining or compelling. Like pop more. Pop yeah. more. Yeah. But like it kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's, I don't know, because like I think, I think. I also love the Conjuring movies. Yeah. And I went to go see the Conjuring 3 in theaters in IMAX because I was like, bring it on. I miss the Warrens. Yeah. Because, and like, my favorite part of the movie is just those little moments where they're like, oh, they're going to. Yeah. Oh, they love each other. They love each other. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I just saw In the Heights. Mm-hmm. I swear this is all connected. Yeah. I just saw In the Heights and I was like, holy shit, In the Heights. And I was like, who was that? Who was that? 
And oh yeah, the girl, the girl is yes. in Scream Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or Scream Twenty Twenty Two, whatever we're calling it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like, there's a lot of really cool young talent in that movie, mm-hmm. and like, that's kind of what I'm hoping for the most. But you know what was funny was like I was watching it, and it wasn't so much as like uh, as 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 me being like, oh, who's this person? Who's this person? Who's this person? Specifically. I was watching her and I was like, she rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else is she going to do? Mm-hmm. And then looked it up and saw Scream. Scream and I was like, oh shit, that's yeah. awesome. I was still just hyped about uh, uh, the girl from you and the babysitter being in Scream. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, whoa, someone else? Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scream coming up with the young Latina talent. Yeah. So I'm really excited about the new Scream. I'm excited to see what the direction that they take it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stop myself from watching the trailer, even though I kind of want to go completely right, blind. Right, 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 right. Because it's not that far away. It's January, it's like half a year away. Yeah. yeah. So this, that that's the thing too. Is like Scream Five will be the first time that we, we do dro- the- yeah we drop everything and review a brand new movie because mm-hmm. we watch Jigsaw mm-hmm. and Spiral mm-hmm. one after the other, and it's really weird because they're both kind of taking the movie has like I we're going to be the movie to do it for real. Yeah. To to restart it. Right. And both of their answers are like what if someone else was doing it? <laughs> right? <laughs> and like that's the that's the thing that killed me because I read the synopsis for for like you do. Spiral, of right? Course, yeah. Because I was curious enough to want to know the story but not not the time. Not yeah, I don't I didn't want to watch the movie. Um and also like the torture it's just not for me. Yeah. So so I I read the synopsis and I was just like that's the pitch. That's the pitch that they were like it was one of the he walked into the room and he pitched just the greatest horror movie that we've ever heard and we right. could we had no choice. We had to make this movie. We had no choice. And I was like what part of this was that? Yeah. Like like it was like okay, spoilers for Spiral. But it's just like <laughs> What if an under, what if a cop mm-hmm. was secretly Jigsaw? Yeah. That's five of them. Right. That's at least like half the saws. <laughs> yeah. And so I and- liked the aspect of it, at least from what I garnered from again from the Wikipedia synopsis. <laughs> right, was that that he he was purposefully the way that Jigsaw was 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 targeting people who he felt had a great life and weren't appreciating it yeah. because he was dying, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That the target seemed to be cops who didn't appreciate the role that they had in society. Yeah, crooked in, cops. Yeah, like crooked cops, things like where it's like you're abusing your power. Mm-hmm. I like that part of yeah. it, but then it seems to just kind of at the end, just kind of fall off yeah. that part of it. Well, it's it sort of uh, weirdly, it, it reminds me a lot of what Incredibles 2 did, mm-hmm. where it introduces this villain that has kind of an interesting ideology, but then it's like, that was all BS. It was just like, my dad died when I was a kid. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, okay, that's not as interesting as like, like an ideology that challenges the protagonist. Right. Because like, yeah, Chris Rock is like the last good cop in Toronto. Right. <laughs> wherever the city takes place. Right, right, right. Um, but, you know, it's not going to stop them from putting him through it. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's like, it should, though. If that's <laughs> your ideology, it should yeah. stop. And yeah. so, like, Ghostface mm-hmm. has no ideology. Mm-hmm. Ghostface is always personal. Mm-hmm. Because it's always just, like, someone connected to Sydney mm-hmm. that's like, I'm going to dawn the thing so that I can cause, wreak havoc on Sydney's life. Yeah. That's what all of them have been so far. Right. And so this one doesn't necessarily have to be that i mean i would argue or does it yeah yeah because like i would argue that with scream 4 i feel like they took 
the connection, the loose connection to Sydney as far as it could go. Yeah. Like at this point, unless the killer is like 45 years old. Right. Right. Like what is the point, I guess. And then, then it's like, you know, are you going to have a 45 year old kill a bunch of teenagers? Granted, it wouldn't be the first time in, in the world, unfortunately, but I don't know that the personal connection doesn't really work then. Right. It can't, it can't, you can't, cause like we've done, like boyfriend, mm-hmm. we've done roommate, mm-hmm. friend, mm-hmm. slash like person who dated the mother of my boyfriend. Right. We've done long lost brother. Right. We did niece. Right. Like we've hit Sydney from every angle. And like I've loved that these movies have been like checking in on Sydney every few years. Yeah. But I don't know if I need this one to keep doing that. Right. Because the last thing I want is like I don't want the Stumacher ending. Right. You know, this time, because it's like, no, 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 we need to, if you do the Stu Mocker ending, then this isn't the start of a new series. This is just another yes, uh, attempted capper, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what they keep doing with uh, a Terminator. Yeah. How they just keep making Terminator 3 over and over again. Right. Right. They're like, yeah, pretend that one doesn't exist. Well, now pretend that, that one, one doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. Yeah. 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 And I don't want them to do that. I want them to go a very different direction and I want it to be... I want I want the main character not to be Sydney this time. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I think I'm ready for that after four movies. Like, maybe it's because Scream 4 holds up mm-hmm. as well as it does. It's like a flawed movie. But I think it is such a cool cap to that character. Yeah. Of, of like, you don't want it to feel redundant. You don't want it to feel like she's learning to, oh, I can let people in again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, that's because that's the thing is it's like we know that they shot at Stu's house. Yes, um, because that's where like the cast photo that like on the final day of shooting was. Mm-hmm. And they released that when they flex. announced that they were they were like, yeah, we're the, the movie's just called Scream, mm-hmm. you know, and that was like the announced on the last day of shooting. And they were all standing in front of Stu's. Yeah, any, any fan house. could like, oh, that's the Stumacher house. Yeah, yeah. So we know that there's at least that connection. Yeah. But, you know, what that means, I mean, I hope that it doesn't mean that, like, Stu is the killer again, or it's it's a retread of, like, that old idea. It's that like Stu's that, sister. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I hope it's nothing like that. Or, the, oh, the cult of Ghostface. Right. That kind of idea. Yeah. Um, I, I hope it's not that. But then, at the same time, if it is that, and it rules, then, all right, sure. Yeah, you because, know? Like, you know, the ready or not people. Right. Like that was about a cult kind of. Yeah, totally. That's um, totally true. What I appreciate, what I'm I'm excited about is I don't immediately know who the lead is. Yeah. Like with Scream 4 it was very prominent like Emma Roberts will be playing Sydney's niece and she, right. So they were kind of already tilting they wanted you to go in thinking she was like the new Sydney. Right, right. And now it's almost more like Scream 1. Yeah. Where like I don't know who Who's going to live? Who's going to die? Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. Because if you look at that cast, it's a lot of like, you know, people that are going to be big movie stars in like five years. Yeah. I don't really know what to expect. And I like that. I don't know what to expect. I think it's yeah. I think it's really, really cool. It makes me really excited. So we'll be talking about that when it hits in January. Definitely. Yeah. And that brings us to the polls. So last time we did a between episode we announced our our uh, franchise nominees and yeah. we we ran polls on Twitter now the original idea was that we were gonna run polls for genre winners on Twitter and then all of the genre winners were gonna go to patreon to be voted on for the final winner 
And the turnout on the Patreon poll was extremely low, despite the fact that we have like, you know, a healthy number. Yeah, patrons. The council's grown to 82. 80, yeah, yeah. I think it's 82 right now as of this recording. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not nothing to sneer at for sure, but the it's just that no one was really um, interacting. interacting with the post. So we decided to change things up. So instead of voting, any voting happening on Patreon, we've made it so that it all goes to Twitter. So we ran the finals through Twitter. Because Twitter was popping. Yeah, yeah. Twitter was popping. Twitter was really loving it. And so we're going to keep it on Twitter from now on. And instead, on Patreon, we're going to have a new show, which is called Franchise Potential, a Patreon-exclusive bonus show. So not like bonus feature, which is what the the cursed episode is mm-hmm. and would be if we reach 100 patrons on uh, on Patreon. This is a completely different thing, and it's going to be only on Patreon, where we talk about movies that should have been franchises or tried or tried to be franchises and failed either at the box office or creatively or both. And we're starting with, I would say maybe the granddaddy of all franchise potential movies. Like, you know, I, we asked for uh, uh, suggestions on discord and as we were going through them, one this one hit and we were like oh yeah that's got to be the it one. checks all the boxes it checks all the boxes and that is 1993's super mario brothers Starring bob hoskins and john leguizamo yeah so we're going to be doing a franchise potential episode every time but between a soda episode hits the main feed a franchise potential episode will hit patreon which means that if you're listening to this the Super Mario Brothers episode is on Patreon right now. You can go listen to it as a uh, Patreon subscriber. We already did it. Yep, we already did it. So check that out. Uh, if, you're, if you aren't a Patreon uh, supporter yet, go to DuelingGenre.com slash support. We're just trying stuff out. Yeah, we're going to see how it works. As of now, we haven't recorded the Super Mario Brothers episode, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to uh, record it. The cursed one was there. really fun. Yeah, the bonus the bonus feature cursed episode was really fun. Um, this will be kind of like that. Yeah, kind of, especially with cursed because you know that could have been a franchise theoretically. Right. Yeah. Like in yeah. a world where that version got made. Yeah. About yeah. The pack. Yeah. Yeah. The sequel could be like, there's a fourth, and it's like Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Right. Totally. But uh, yeah, so we're we're talking about Super Mario Brothers on the patreon feed so go check that out to get franchise potential you just have to be at the three dollar level a month or higher at three dollars a month you get everything we've ever put out and then a one new podcast a week um yeah. on fridays so check that out see if it's worth your time at five dollars you get three podcasts a week three bonus podcasts that's a lot um because you get dueling genre versus and dueling genre tonight in addition to the friday bonus podcast that uh, changes week to week. It's but. more podcasts than I listen to in a month. Yep. Well worth your time, I think. Well worth your money. Check it out. See for yourself. But yeah, we we moved everything to Twitter, and the 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 nominations went through, and it was a knockout drag out towards was, the end. It was a lot of fun. It got it got it got personal in ways I wasn't expecting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because be- that was the thing is like people just decided like, no, this is the one that should win. Yeah, they decided this is the underdog. This is the one that I'm going to root for and push for. And that last, it all came down to the Matrix versus the Mummy versus Spy Kids. That was like the final three. That was the final three. The Matrix didn't hold a chance. I no, mean, like it got like three votes. It sank. I think. Yeah, yeah, it sank completely. We had a big Mummy fan base. Yes. Of. I don't mean this disparaging. I, there was definitely like a generational divide, I think. Oh, there absolutely was. Absolutely. There were, there were people who were like, I was 14 
or 15 when Spy Kids came out and it looks stupid as hell. And I never saw it and I don't <laughs> want you guys to talk about it because I won't listen to those episodes, yeah. you know? And yeah. then there were people like me who were like eight when Spy Kids came right. out. They were like, Spy Kids! Yeah. So it was a knockout drag out between those two camps. It was nuts. And the thing that was, I, I, the thing that I love the most oh, about yeah, this yeah, yeah. Is, was that every round of genre where it was like my pick versus your pick, my pick won every single time and then we got to family slash animation and in the hugest upset of the whole thing it was spy kids versus the disney renaissance disney renaissance and spy kids just slammed the disney renaissance into the ground it was amazing (laughs) i was like that's beautiful so like i won every single one except for that one that was the only one that nick won and then spy kids went the distance and at the last minute because the mummy was winning the morning of. Oh, it was. I was checking the Twitter like every hour, right? and, yeah. it, and it was it was a different thing. Was in the lead. Yeah. No, it was nuts. Yeah. It was absolutely nuts. And then Spy Kids won. I believe by a margin of like three votes, right, yeah. or something like that. Spy Kids ended up winning. So Chris got John Hanna to retweet about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the retweet the mummy, the mummy one. one. Yeah, it didn't gain any votes though. <laughs> and Spy Kids won shortly after that. Oh. But he tried. Yeah. Uh, you know, it worked better than I think. I think Sam tried to get Danny Trejo uh, to do it, and that didn't. That didn't end up working. He's out. playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Yeah, <laughs> he's busy. Yeah. Uh, that was great. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm really uh, so I'll be leading that research wise. Yeah. So that's so now we're doing Spy Kids following X Men. So X Men starts next week, mm-hmm. and then after X Men. We're gonna do Spy Kids in the fall. Yes, because X Men's gonna last. X Men summer. summer, baby. Yeah, it's a it's a mutant summer. Yeah, mutant summer. Um, Hellfire Gala. But I'm I'm excited about this Spy Kids thing. I'm really excited. Yeah, I I've never seen these movies. Yeah, yeah. And I want to say there's gonna be a lot of love probably thrown at these movies. Sure, but you know it's okay if you if you watch these and you're like these are stupid. <laughs> well, I I think I have a pretty good sense of like. Being able to watch a thing and appreciate it for what it is and who the audience is while simultaneously recognizing that that person is not me (laughs) and never was. And that's okay. A child in the 2000s. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So... um, I think that's fine. So I'm I'm excited because they've always seen bonkers. Right. They're not boring. Right. So They're not boring and they're not long. Yeah. And And that'll be two franchises in a row row with, uh, with Alan Cumming. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm excited to start... You know, looking for guests mm-hmm. and, you know, hearing people on Twitter that were like getting like, oh, Spy Kids, I've never heard people, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, cool. It's, it's kind of motivating to really bring it. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. And and luckily there's quite a bit of behind the scenes stuff just because like Robert Rodriguez is a madman and yeah. like wants everybody to know how to make movies. Yeah. He wants to like <laughs> include film schools in his DVD so you don't have to pay for film school. Yeah. Yeah. So like he didn't. Right. Exactly. He he he's his film school was making El Mariachi. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm I'm excited to to cover that. But that of course brings us to our new franchise nomination. So yeah. as you are listening to this, if you're listening to this on Friday, if you're not already following us on Twitter, everything's going to be done on Twitter. So you you need to get like start a Twitter account and just follow franchiseography. If you want to vote on these polls, Um, because this is how this is going to be decided every single time. Follow us at franchiseography on Twitter. If you're listening to this on Friday, the first one is already up. Whatever the first matchup is, is already up. And uh, if you're listening to this on Saturday, whoops, you missed one already. (laughs) So (laughs) life comes um, at you fast. Yep. So that's how this works. So you got to stay on top of it. 
So let's talk about this. So if we put something up to vote mm-hmm. in the last one and it lost, it has to sit out for at least a round, at least one mini series. So none of the things that we nominated last um, last round will be nominated in this round. It's a big rule. Yeah. Because we could just whip the mummy out right now. Right. And go. then it would probably win. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. But that's boring. I feel like that's boring. So... Um, instead, they, it has to sit out at least one round before either of us. Yeah, before either of us uh, bring it back into the fold. The other, the second rule: we don't cover two genres in a row. Mm-hmm. So, because Spy Kids won the last round, that means that family animation is not included in this. But superheroes are Superheroes because are the they're the, yeah they're back in the game because. Yes, we're about to cover X-Men, but Spy Kids will be between X-Men and whatever comes next. Mm-hmm. So that means that it could be a superhero. It's like how again. it's like how like Ong Ang oh my gosh, how he couldn't be and he couldn't be an airbender after he died. He would have to be a waterbender. Right. Right. Cool. Yes. Absolutely like that. That's exactly right. Um, okay, so let's start with action adventure. Nick, what's your pick? Uh my pick for action adventure is none other than Indiana Jones. Oh, going for the big guns. It seems time. Yeah. You know, we're all getting hyped in our own way about <laughs> those those pictures coming out of Harrison yeah. Ford as Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford is, is getting hyped by looking more exhausted than he ever has in just, his entire life. Just standing there. <laughs> yeah. With dots on his face. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> uh, we're recording this on uh, the 40th anniversary of Raiders release. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was scrolling through Twitter the other day. Yeah, that's and right. It, it seems like there was like a color correction on Crystal Skull mm. that people are talking about where really? it looks better. Oh. And yeah, so it, it just seems like now would be a fun time to like talk about these movies. There's four of them. Yeah. I think there's some interesting stuff to talk about there. And again, yeah, we've got the new one coming out, mm-hmm. I think, next year. Yeah, and then next summer. Next summer. Directed by James Mangold. Yeah. A guy who we're going to talk about two of his movies. That's very true. Wow, next, wow. next miniseries. So. Actually, as I'm talking right now, I'm like, wow, that's there's a lot of research to be done. There's a lot of yeah. fun stuff. I mean, those, those guys would fucking record their like general meetings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of stuff. I mean, and there's there's like those, those great Indiana Jones art books, yeah. uh, behind the scenes art books. Right. From, I think, I think, uh, J.W. Rizzler? Rinsler? Oh, cool. Yeah. He, he did the he, Star Wars books. Yeah, he did the Star Wars books. I think right. he's doing Indiana Jones now. Um, so. I mean, like, remember, like, after Raiders, there was talk about, or I think after, in between Temple of Doom and Last Crusade, there was almost one where he was going to just be in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The unmade ones. Yeah, well, that's, and that's uh, aspects of that are in Last Crusade. With the oh. with the with the mansion with the spinny walls that's, and all of that. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. that's all from that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway. Um Indiana Jones, good yes. pick. Uh I'm going with Pirates of the Caribbean. Whoa. Uh because My generation's Indiana Jones. Yeah, true. Um I you know, I'm going with Pirates of the Caribbean. I look, I just went to Disneyland again. You did, yeah. For the for the for the first time in eighteen months, and I rode that ride, and it's just how was it, man? Yeah. I, it was. It was honestly. It was the only time that I was almost moved to tears. Sure, just smelling it. <laughs> oh, it was the smell. That's the most powerful scent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The most powerful scent. Um, <laughs> the scents. Yeah, scents. Yeah, it is a powerful scent <laughs> on Fires of the Caribbean, though. You know, I the ride means a lot to me, and the movies are. You can just track the the de evolution of Johnny Depp. Oh, as a leading man right. of like that first movie comes out and it's just 
Johnny Depp at the absolute top of his game. It's rock and roll. It's such a surprise. Yeah. And then it's just every movie, it's worse. It's becoming um, like, you know, there are dudes at City Walk that are probably doing a better job than him. Yeah. A little a more devoted yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, like, right as locked, like last summer, basically, I took it upon myself to like marathon the trilogy. Oh, yeah. Like, and it, just, I love those first three movies so much. Yeah. I mean, there's. There's such a specific vibe of a movie that doesn't get made a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. Although I have heard through the grapevine that that's the that's the vibe that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness Whoa, is supposed to have. Holy shit! It's supposed to have like a big action adventure vibe. That's the thing is like I, I was watching Dead Man's Chest and At World's End because mm-hmm. I, I revisit those ones much less often. Yeah, you know, and I, I couldn't tell if it was my own nostalgia because mm-hmm. I was like a, a teenager, but they felt bigger yeah they felt like events yeah yeah because the his movies don't feel like that so much anymore yeah. it's like the fast and the furious movies feel like that um I, like, you, you know, know you know and you know uh, uh you not know, even all the marvel movies feel that way no every once in a while you get something like a star is born mm-hmm. where it feels like everyone has to go see this yeah you know and yeah. like a cultural thing right um yeah, I'm trying to think, like, I mean, Endgame, be- just because it felt like such a culmination. Yeah, that one absolutely did. Yeah. And Infinity War, to a lesser right. extent, but yeah. yeah. Black Panther. Sure, Black Panther is a good example, yeah. Of- but it doesn't happen very often. Oh, yeah, like Black Widow, I've I've yeah. never been less excited for a Marvel movie. No, I'm still going to go see it, like, yeah, for opening sure. day oh, in yeah, the theater, absolutely. but, <laughs> you know. All right, next up, Superhero. Superhero, okay. What do you got, Nick? So, uh, for Superhero, I will be nominating... The Fantastic Four. Woo-hoo, buddy. Yes. Yes. So this will be three movies. Three, not four. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah, the Corman one. That's yeah. right. Okay, yeah. We'd have to start with the Corman one, yep. which I've never seen. I've never seen it either. Can you? Is it available? Can you find it? I think so. Okay. I think you can watch it. Yeah, I totally didn't think about that one, but yeah. Yeah. As long as we can watch it, we'll do it. And and I think you can. I think I think somewhere you can. Yeah. I don't know. It might be a Super Mario Brothers uh, uh, kind of situation, but um, where I have to, I have to sail the seven seas (laughs) to find it. But uh, yeah, that place at the beginning of the third pirates movie where they're all meeting up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the fantastic, so Roger Corman's fantastic four Mm -hmm. followed by Tim Story's fantastic four. Rise of the Silver Surfer. And Fan Four Stick. Fan Four Stick. <laughs> yes, of course. So we now know that Phase Four of Marvel will be ending appropriately with the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Well, we we don't know, but it seems to be what they're hinting at. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like what they're culminating in. Yeah. Um. So that'll be a fun time. I I have mixed... There's like things I like about... I haven't seen the Roger Corman one. Yeah. But there's things I like about all three of them. Yeah. But the more that I've come to know about the Fantastic Four... Mm-hmm. and like dr doom mm-hmm. and like you know because when i when those movies came out i just i knew them from the movies yeah you know yeah so i think i'll be able to maybe appreciate just what's been <laughs> squandered yeah i mean yeah that's gonna be really interesting um i there that this the just the curse of the fantastic four has been such a fascinating thing to follow of like no one can get it right mm-hmm. no one gets it yeah, and kind of maybe figuring out how that keeps happening or what keeps not happening. Yeah, because I mean, the thing about Fantastic Four, it's such a simple formula, but no one's thinking of it in those terms. They're thinking of it like, oh, it's a superhero movie. It has to follow that formula. It's like, no, no, no. Fantastic Four should be following uh, uh, like a disaster the, movie yeah. formula. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a disaster movie, and they're like the doctors and the president and like that. Like, they should be fulfilling those roles in a disaster movie kind of 
Yeah, yeah, and I think it's as simple as, and this is definitely something we've been talking about on the X Men movies, is people handling these characters that don't know what makes them work. Yeah, empathetically, mm-hmm. the way that someone like Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. or you know, like people that are like, I know why I loved reading this character, so I know how to translate that to the page. Right. It's like movie people looking at these characters and going, how can we fit these things in this box that we need them right. to fit in? Right. Totally. Um, no, that's, 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 uh, yeah, I'd be hyped for that miniseries. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, so I'm picking for superhero. I'm going with Blade. Whoa, cool. Um, I don't know why this is the thing. Like when I just looked at superhero, that was just the first thing that came to mind. And I was like, is that what I'm going to pick? Cause <laughs> I really only like, I really only love one of those. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, so I don't know what it is about blade that i want to throw throw in this round but there's something i don't know we were were talking a little bit about it with wally with x-men one yeah they might have something to do with that a little bit but yeah i just i I was just thinking about it and just like there's something so specific about them and i'm i'm very curious about like the decisions that went into like the sequels yeah and and things and it's only three that's true you know that that's it. It's just three. It'd be our shortest one yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I think so. So three interesting filmmakers. Mm-hmm. You know, in their yeah. own way, directors. Yeah. yeah. Goyer directed the third one. Third, yeah, he directed the third one. Wrote all of them. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's right. Um. Yeah. So it's it'll be an interesting conversation. I yeah. Think. Yeah. So so yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Blade. For my superhero pick. We'll get our Ryan Reynolds fix after the X-Men summer. (laughs) Okay. Sci-fi fantasy. Sci-fi fantasy. uh, My my nominee for this round is the Hunger Games film series. Ah. Uh, Yeah, man. Uh, You want to talk about... It's weird. Like, it's it's weird that I'm nostalgic for them. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, whoa, wait. That was just... 10 years ago. Yeah. I was in college. Yeah. Like, That's already, I'm hearing like, I watch like YouTubers or read stuff about kids that are like, Oh my God, the hunger games, my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, I think it'd be really cool to revisit them. I think they're really good movies. It's <laughs> so stupid. Uh, like, I, I like all three of them. I think like it was a really exciting time when those were coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think especially like, I think catching fire is like my favorite one. Yeah. But, and I read the prequel last year. Oh the, right, yeah the the President Snow prequel. Yeah, and it was just, it's a world that I find really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the books, of course, like I loved all the books. Yeah, and like with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, and it's an interesting that that uh, weird that YA genre. Yeah, the YA genre of first movie directed by one person, then we get rid of them. And then we bring in somebody else who directs the rest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, it's interesting how it kind of hopped off of Twilight. Yeah. And I think made more. Maybe Twilight ended up making more. But well, uh, Twilight. Well, uh, did Twilight have an extra movie? It's, yeah. Well, they were there. They were five. They were, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Because right. they'd had four books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they probably made more just by numbers. Sheer numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this one was tough for me. I was I was really between a couple and you know it's funny I made a decision and I was like yeah this is what I'm going to do and then I was like maybe I'll make another decision and I changed <laughs> my mind and now that I'm looking at it I think I'm going to change my mind back to the original oh, okay this one's going to be a big one 
Because in my mind, I think you got to do the whole thing, tip to tail. I mean, we're we're, we're doing we did X Men, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're in the process of X Men, but yeah, this is, but this is a big one. Uh, I think I'm going to go Star Trek. Oh wow! Already? Yeah, yeah. Star Trek from the motion picture, wow. all the way to Star Trek Beyond. Great. I was thinking about Star Trek, but I was just thinking about the Abrams mm. ones. I was like, well, no, that's not how we do it. Yeah, and I'm like, well, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so. like, you know, I was, I was, yeah, because it's a lot. But then also, you love all those movies. Yeah, and I've already done a fair amount of research. We did like a rewatch together mm-hmm. when Beyond was coming out. Yeah, we kind of without talking about it we right. just kind of found ourselves and that was the last time i watched all of them okay yeah i just love those characters mm-hmm. i love kirk spock bones all of those guys in both versions i love the og and i love the kelvin universe yeah yeah and i think that the next generation uh, movies are really like interesting artifacts right um, with one stone cold classic yeah right of. absolutely and i want to and i want to talk about that and and actually make my try to make my argument that i actually think it's better than wrath of khan but oh cool yeah yeah we have that, yeah. yeah stuff like that so so yeah i want to go i want to go star trek um all the whole the whole all the way down the list that's exciting yeah so that's my nomination for sci-fi Let's real, move on to uh, our... real b- boomer versus millennial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, let's talk about horror. Yeah. Uh, so for horror, I I'm pretty sure this isn't one one last time. I think we talked about it. We almost nominated it once. I'm going with the Paranormal Activity series. Oh man. Yeah. So this might be a default win because it's also my nomination. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy because we've both been talking about them because that yeah. that's another with Saw. Yeah, it was like every Halloween one of these movies is coming out. Yeah, so I th- I say I say we just like I don't want to just pull another horror out of our app. Okay. Let's just say that won the horror round because so, we like mind melded. Yeah, we mind melded. So so yeah, if that happens, if that wins, then we'll just alternate like we oh, did through X Men. Cool. Um, There's five, I believe. Yes. There's is like that- one, two, three, four. The Mexican one, I can say it. And then there's the last chapter one. Six. The ghost dimension. So there's six. There's six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the, cause the, uh, the Latino one is a legitimate <laughs> entry. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't. It's, you can't skip it. It's so, you can't yeah. skip it. It's like, it's like important. And I remember when they, well, well, I remember when they first pitched it, they were like, yeah, I mean, this is going to be like this whole separate thing. It's just for, we just figured out that Latino people love horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going to make this. And and then it was like... Um, I don't want to say it's like Thor the Dark World because it's pretty solid. But it's like, you wouldn't think that's the nexus of all the continuity. Right. But like, it's it where It kind they, of is. Yeah. It's also the directorial debut of Chris... Oh. oh, what's his name? The Happy Death Day to You guy. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's cool. That's yeah, I can't first. think of his name. Yeah, because he wrote two through that one. Got it. The last one is the only one he didn't write. Wow, what a different. And then vibe. I think he's writing the reboot. That's really cool. Yeah, because yeah. like I wouldn't watch Happy Death Day mm-hmm. or Freaky and think like, oh, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, that's that's where he comes from. That's really cool. that's where he started doing. Um, that's also like we've been talking about with Scream and Saw a horror franchise that plays with continuity and characters coming in. And you're like, Oh, that person, I know yeah. that person. Chris Landon, Chris Landon. Cause his dad is Michael Landon. Oh, cool. Yeah. The, uh, oh, famous, uh, little house of the prairie yeah. and, uh, highway to heaven. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That guy. I was thinking of something else. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So paranormal activity automatically going to the, to the finals. Right. Um, oh. or, or the, I guess the second round finals, not like the, Ooh, I wonder if we could watch, yeah. uh, 
for bonus feature or whatever. Uh, I've never seen Oren Patel. I think that's how you say his name. Oh, uh, Area 51? Yeah, the Area yeah, 51 that's one. A, that's a perfect bonus feature for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So let's do comedy. <laughs> okay, for comedy, I have to look at my notes. Uh-huh. I have chosen the Ghostbusters franchise. Whoa! Yes. Okay. We've got the ghostbusters afterlife is that what it's called yeah the new one yeah yeah coming out soon i think it would be included in this season because i think it would be out before we would get to it if it won okay so it'll already probably be on like on demand or whatever yeah probably cool in today's world yeah where i just watched spiral on my (laughs) yeah my tv yeah uh, yeah i've i've i mean like i've i've seen uh the first two a lot then you know it's weird i feel like ghostbusters kind of reminds me a little bit of a christmas story right now mm. where i remember back in the day when you and i were first starting to like kind of like oh like we share a lot of similarities mm-hmm. we both really loved the way ghostbusters made us feel as kids yes and like how tight we thought that movie was yes and like how fun and the how singular the energy is yeah and now i feel like i forget how much i like ghostbusters mm-hmm. because of the kind of all the toxicity that came around the paul feig movie right and so, like, I think it'd be cool to go back to those. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be cool to revisit the Paul Feig movie. Yes. As well. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, because I think I think there's a lot... I think that may, that movie makes a lot of weird decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's, like, the charisma of, like, at least two of the characters <laughs> yeah. is, like, so good mm-hmm. um, and feels so Ghostbusters-y. Yeah, I think there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, for sure. And who knows what we're going to think of Afterlife. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, all right, cool. So I went in a very different direction. So like I, again, this is another case of like me choosing one and then deciding that I wasn't in the mood for it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I went another direction. Um, and so this is, we're now getting into my next two picks are picks that are unconventional franchises. And, and this was going to be a thing that was always planned for us that we were going to dip into these kinds of things where it's like, it's not a franchise in the truest sense of the word. Um, it's not built that way, but it feels like a franchise because um, for for one reason or another. And so for me, I chose for comedy, I chose Wes Anderson. Okay, cool. And these are Wes Anderson live action films. And the reason I chose that is because you know what a Wes Anderson movie is. And that's the thing. I just said Wes Anderson movie. You know what that is. You know what it feels like. <laughs> you can picture You know it. what to expect. It feels like a franchise, even though it's not. You can hear it. Yeah. The right. kinks. Right. Um, but these are just the live action movies. The what well, I'm hoping down the line he does another animated film, oh. and we can cover his animated films on Family Animation. Yeah. Um, but so this will just be the live action films, uh, unless I guess I guess the animated ones could be bonus features theoretically if we got to that point sure. on the Patreon as one episode, um, one episode or like a couple episodes like split up where they're supposed to be. Yeah, um, that's in interesting because like I love Fantastic Mr. Fox, but mm-hmm. like, I wasn't crazy about Isle of Dogs when I saw it in theaters. So yeah, yeah, visit that one. Yeah, yeah. So this will be uh, starting with Bottle Rocket and then all the way through French Dispatch, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. That comes out in the autumn. Yeah, yeah. And October, yeah. same day as uh, Last Night in Soho. Yeah, and wow. Oh yeah, that's right. The greatest day of your life. Yeah, the greatest day of my life. Yeah, <laughs> and that'll be so cool because like tracking someone's growth of an artist mm-hmm. going from like bottle rocket, which is doing so much with so little in terms right. of like resources right. to literally creating a world in mm-hmm. grand Budapest hotel. Right. And it's like, it. it's also, you know, yes, we're talking about one man's creative journey in a lot of ways, but the way that he created a brand mm-hmm. is so much like an IP 
Right. You know, that, that I think that it's going to be a really interesting conversation. I also wouldn't be surprised if he's a filmmaker. I don't know for sure if he's a filmmaker who carries over a lot of team members. Where, yeah. Like he's had maybe one production designer or one DP. Oh, or one yeah. Costume probably. designer. Just kind of track that or, or when he decides to switch people out or work yeah. with different people. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I, uh, that's, that's what I decided to do with comedy instead of uh, a traditional franchise. Yeah. Go with the, the live action films of Wes Anderson. Uh, all right. So last up, we have drama. What are you, what are you bringing to the table for, for drama? So, uh, there's a new, uh, their new Apple TV series or what channel? Peacock? Peacock, I think. Yes. Yeah. Of like Langdon. Right. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Right. So, yeah, the pilot gonna, is, yeah. So we're going to be talking about the Da Vinci Code series starring Tom Hanks. Yes. This is three movies. Yes. The Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons. Yes. Which I think is underrated. Okay. Starring Ewan McGregor. I'm, that's not the first time I've heard that. I've, it, I've yeah. heard... I've heard that it's pretty good. That and that's then, the good one. Yeah. And then I never saw the third one. Yeah. Uh, Inferno. Inferno with Felicity Jones. Right. Right. I think all three of them are directed by Ron Howard. Yes. And uh, yeah, I. it's just, uh, it's been a while since we had, I don't know if we've ever, it's just a, a really interesting franchise. Yeah. Of like movie star and like best-selling books. Yeah. For adults. Right. But it's also dumb as a box of rocks. Right, yeah. Like like National uh, Treasure. I don't know how in the weeds I want to get in the pseudo-history. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Fighting out. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know how much Mary Magdalene research I want to do. Sure. But it can, it'll be a fun ride. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. I think, that'll be, I think that'll be a lot of fun. I've never seen those movies. So. Any of them? Yeah, none of them. Have you read the books? Nope. Okay. Okay, so uh, for drama, again, I want another unconventional route. This is one that means a lot to uh, early 2000s me, like me Ooh. right out of high school, uh, ex- like exploring the kinds of stories that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And um, this... This person kind of just blew me away, and I've followed them ever since. And so I'm going with the films written by Charlie Kaufman. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so Charlie Kaufman scripted films. And that does not include his script doctor work, because we know about some of those, but not all of those. And we, I know that he does that a lot, but these are just specifically like... What you picture when you think of a Charlie Kaufman movie. Credited to him as Yeah. So it's um So are we doing his directorial stuff as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so that'll be uh starting with being John Malkovich mm-hmm. and then I think Human Nature mm-hmm. and then Eternal Sun No Adaptation. Adaptation, Eternal Sunshine, and then I think it goes into like Synecdoche, et cetera, et cetera. Uh yeah, An- Anomalisa. Anomalisa. Thinking of anything. So. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a heavy season. That will be. Yeah. That'll be a heavy season. But I think that his again also a really funny season. Yeah, but again, you like you know what a Charlie Kaufman movie like feels like. Yeah, like it's it's a very specific thing. Scott, would you be interested in reading his novel? That came yes, out last year? It's actually, eight hundred pages, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that's about the guy who saw the greatest like sixty-hour movie of all time, and yeah. then but then it like burns down, and no one believes him that it exists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy idea for a movie. I, but I used, I used to, for a book. I used to love adaptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on HBO, and just like I was into anything that was about filmmaking at mm-hmm. that. So looking at it through that lens, and like Nicolas Cage is so that was like I think that's the one I've rewatched the most. Yeah, 
Yeah. And you I mean, I know your story with eternal sunshine. Right. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, I, he, he's a writer who means a lot to me and I find his writing very comforting despite how like cynical it is most of the time. It's so interesting. Yeah. When we're watching, I'm thinking of ending things. Mm -hmm. It's, I, I always forget the comfort aspect of his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just it's very comforting because it's so specific, and uh, he's. I just think he has a really great voice on the page, and I think that watching other directors translate his stuff has been really interesting, and then watching him direct his own stuff right. has been re- even more interesting. You know what it so. is? I think it's how you don't think someone would be like, Oh, I don't want to say that it's too sad. I don't want to. Yeah. But it's like how that can be comforting. Yeah. It's comforting to watch someone communicate something so bleak. Yeah. Or because it's like, Oh, someone else feels that way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, that's, uh, that's it. So we have our, our, our matchups are, um, Pirates of the Caribbean versus, Indiana Jones. Uh, for superhero, we have Blade versus Fantastic Four. For sci-fi fantasy, we have Star Trek versus The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. For horror, we just have Paranormal Activity. It went. It already beat Boom. itself. Um, for comedy, we have Ghostbusters versus the live-action films of Wes Anderson. And for drama, we have Da Vinci Code versus the screenplays of Charlie Kaufman. That's the weirdest one. Yeah. That's the one where I think that's the one where I don't know what people are going to vote for. Yeah. Slash if they're going to vote for. Yeah. Or if they'll just skip that one. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's, I'm good. I'll just wait for another one. Hunger Games versus Star Trek is going to make some people mad. Yeah, yeah, I think it might. Yeah. So anyway, so that's uh, that's what's going on. The first one will be up today. So make sure if the, today being, you know, Friday the 19th. Am I Friday the 19th? Yeah, I think it's Friday the 19th. Um, Nope, sorry, Friday the 18th. Uh, We're recording this on a Saturday, and it threw me. Um, Friday the 18th is when this is being released. And so if you're not already following us on Twitter, at Franchiseography, the first poll will be up. Make sure that you get your vote in. Make sure your voice is heard. And uh, I'm excited to find out what we're going to be covering following Spy Kids. Yeah. Our, our, our listeners are a, are a wide ranging bunch. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then that leaves next week, X Men. We yeah, X Men Summer. Yeah, we start we start our our, our mutant summer next next uh, next week with the first X Men film. And um, I'm really this is gonna be it's gonna be a long journey. I think it's, we're gonna be exhausted by the end of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's. It's gonna be. It's been an interesting one so far because we've already recorded a few of the episodes. Yeah, like like just the vibe, the vibes of the first two are so different. Yeah, and I'm so I'm really proud of both episodes. Yeah, um, but I'm yeah I'm excited to hear what y- y'all think. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, next week, X Men, and uh, follow us on Twitter. Become a Patreon supporter. DuelingGenre.com slash support so that you can get to franchise potential. First episode of franchise potential. Super Mario Brothers, and um, yeah. That's it. See you at the movies. Bye, everybody. Bye.